0: What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Win-Win Effect podcast presented by WinJack Studios. I am your host, Chris Ross, and if you're new to us, welcome. Really excited and blessed to have you here for the first time. The outcome that we're after in each episode of this show is to introduce you to as many people as I cross paths with to inspire and help you, our listeners, to manifest anything you want out of life. How I go about achieving this is one heartbeat, one mission, one outcome, that's success. Our featured guest for today's episode is Thomas Kim. He is an entrepreneur investor with a focus on real estate and small businesses with high growth strategies. With an MBA and a BS in engineering behind him, this Chi-Town native saw a huge gap in motor vehicle detailing and the car wash industry. For those who are unaware, the car wash industry is very unorganized and there are very few companies controlling the car wash industry. In the last decade, more than 70% of car owners started using car wash facilities instead of washing cars at their home premises. This industry is so big that 8 million vehicles are washed every day at car washes. Let me ask you a question. What do you think the deciding factor is in one person going back to the same car wash after washing their car at that facility? If you said customer's experience, then you would understand why I had to have this guy on the show. He is the founder and CEO of Everclean, a modern branded car wash, and his social mission is to enrich lives through opportunity and holistic mentorship. Before I kick this up a couple notches and dive right in, stand by for a quick message, and I'll see you on the other side.
1: This podcast is part of the Winject Studios Network, where podcasters come together to focus on community, collaboration, and collective impact. For more information on how to apply to join the network, go to www. .winject.com. That's W I N J E C T
0: dot com. If you're ready to make a difference through podcasting, then we're ready to see you there. Mr. Thomas Kim, ladies and gentlemen, introducing to the world, my friend. What's going on, dude? You're right. Doing
1: great, Chris. Great to be
0: here with you. Yeah, I've been looking forward to this, not just because of who you are individually as a person and what you've done, obviously in business, but you just have a natural ability to be able to put a someone, uh, put a smile on someone's face when you have a conversation with you. And I haven't even met you in person just yet, so I probably it's probably amplified maybe like ten x twenty x. Have you ever had that kind of a compliment or someone said that to you before?
1: I've I've, I've gotten that a little bit. Uh, here and there, but I—I I mean, Chris, you have a, a level of energy, man. It's hard—it's hard not to have yours rub off on me. So there's some reciprocation going here too. Yeah,
0: yeah. There's a lot of recycling of energy, and, we're, and <laughs> us both of us being conscious of that, I think this is going to really help the listeners. But thank you so much for coming on to show.
1: Oh, thank you. Thanks so much for having us and just being willing to listen to our story and learn about us a little bit.
0: Hundred percent. There's. You know, obviously, you owning what you own, and and the reason why behind what you do for a living. Kind of kick this off, and give the listeners a little bit more context on who you are and what you're about. Especially you, you're with your wife, you're a family man. You know, things that you've done over the years. You know, a lot of mentorship, a lot of being under the tutelage of the right people around you. But I know that what you own, obviously, the car wash and the branding of the school, technically, kind of of yeah. memberships and and really taking it. In my opinion. Doing something innovative and doing something a little different than normal people would actually see when it comes to car washes, as in in general. But for the most part, like how how did you get here, Thomas? Yeah,
1: yeah. There's definitely a, a story behind EverClean. Uh, so, so I'm a I'm a Chicago guy, born and raised, son of Korean immigrants, and I had a front row seat, really, to just a scrappy, figure it out approach to life. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't, don't know the the rules here, how things work. Don't know the language, and and I just I just watched my my parents figure it out. Um, my dad left when I was uh, seven years old, and I, I know that had a a big impact on me, um, mm-hmm. but I actually never felt the void of that growing up, uh, because I just always had older men that I uh, respected. Step into my life, take me under their wing for reasons I couldn't understand, and invest in me. And that's mm-hmm. just that's been the story of my life, which only later I realized is not common. But to this mm-hmm. day, I have a lot of a lot of older men who would consider me their adopted Korean son. Uh, Fast-forwarding career-wise, um, I uh, was an engineer, um, worked at Caterpillar designing uh, construction equipment. And that really set me off on this trajectory of doing manufacturing strategy in uh, factories. Mm-hmm. And uh, at the same time, uh, that was kind of my daytime thing. At nights, I was working with uh, youth and mentoring youth at my church. Uh, and and I always had this heart for I loved I loved business. I loved the the competitive drive of creating some value in the world. And then I loved mentoring people. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so, um, you know, I, I did that both of those things for a while and then I started getting into real estate development. I had, uh, some, some friends from elementary school that we were investing, uh, some money together and eventually, uh, I joined them and started doing real estate development, multifamily rehab in the North side of Chicago, right time, right place, right age. When the market crashed, we were able to take advantage of that and, um, as I move forward, I look for, well, what, what can I do after that? And that's when I um, uh, saw an opportunity in the car wash space and started Everclean. Mm-hmm.
0: The, the reason why I bring that up, because I, I wanted the listeners to hear it come out of your mouth rather than me kind of framing it this way, because you've done yeah. so much. And what I do love about your story in particular they were both engineers and now we're here doing business stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But with a lot of because the way the engineers think, and for those who aren't an engineer, to listeners, we look at things completely different than a normal person. We look at things and figuring out okay, what's wrong with it and how do we fix it? Absolutely. And then we reverse engineer and go backwards. And I've built my businesses that way, Thomas. And I and yeah. we've had a previous conversation about this where I'm looking at I see an opportunity faster than a lot of other people because that's just the way my mind works and i'm seeing how how can i improve this and i think that's something that we're that car wash industry and you leaning into that you saw a huge gap and an opportunity there i love that
1: absolutely the the i can't i cannot chris walk down the street without picking apart why (laughs) the light pole spacing is what it is how did this neighbor get this fence that's not in compliance like i just you know that that's that's all went on in, in my head but yeah when I, I it's the car wash industry uh first i, I laughed about it because i had just finished watching breaking bad and i, I just couldn't <laughs> i couldn't take it seriously at first right um oh, and and the idea of me being at a cocktail party you know i'm i yeah i wash cars what do you like do, what do you right? really do sir <laughs> what do you really do for a living <laughs> and, and so so but i looked at this industry and i saw the average driver can't name a single brand, mm-hmm. and so here you've got 276 million vehicles in the country, and most people don't have a single name that they associate with that. And to me, the industry was up for grabs, mm-hmm. and and you know the experience feels like you're going back in time. It could be 1970, and you know the way it looks and smells and and feels. And w- when when I started digging into that, I realized, my goodness, there is, forget the one car wash, there's a whole industry opportunity here that mm-hmm. we can transform the experiences of something that's so common and everyone needs. And that's why we went after it.
0: Right. I love that you said experience because it is an experience. From Absolutely. the companies that I've, the best companies I've ever been around, Thomas, look at it as an experience rather than looking at it as a business. Touch on that we, if you can.
1: We we talk about um, uh, and this is a value that we unashamedly stole from Zappos. Uh, we want the customer when they come in to physically move their mouth and go, "Wow!" Wow. Yeah. That those that's uh, we don't just want them to be impressed. We specifically are looking for that word, and we want them to say it. Uh, and our guys have tons of stories. So if we're not blowing your mind when you come through here. We're not hitting the mark. That's mm-hmm. that's our bar, and so we designed the entire site around the team member customer interaction. Mm-hmm. A lot of car washes, you go and you don't you don't even know if someone's working on site.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, or, or 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 you you pull up and then they kind of run out of the back office and <laughs> t shirt and kind of like disheveled and they're like you know With a cigarette
0: in their mouth. What's up, man? How's it going? Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just picture a raspy voice like, what, yeah. What's going yeah. on?
1: absolutely so so you know our our approach is we got guys and they're in collars they're clean Mm -hmm. you come up they're waiting for you yeah hey welcome to Everclean. may i offer you a complimentary air freshener that's the first line what normally we got a chart and really that's the first you don't you don't need to know anything else about me or what i'm buying and uh they say sure and then we're offering them what you know here here are a couple different scents which one do you like? And from the beginning, it's we're engaging a a, a, a sense that normally car washes aren't focused on. Mm-hmm. want you to smell something because that's a very powerful experience. It so is. really, from the start all the way to the end, we try to target the the senses uh, that that you would experience: visual, smell. What's number, what's
0: number one? What's number one?
1: Number one scent.
0: Yes, I'm just curious.
1: Uh, pina colada.
0: Is it? Okay. Popular. That was my, okay. Just for the <laughs> listeners. And, and I know this is probably going to be like, why, why does Chris know so much about car washes? And he's asking these questions. That was my first job. Well, technically job when I turned got of age, when I was legal age, when me being able to work, but I did a lot of, you know, washed cars my whole life. I, yeah. I cut grass. I wrote uh, raked leaves. i had my own type of, I don't know, like a long care type of business in a cold sack and you know, obviously we've talked about that before. And, and then yeah. I had took over a neighborhood and I started buying equipment, and people started cutting grass for me because it was my territory, and then I was getting commissions from that. And that's I built a business before I even got a job. I but then that. I went my first job was a car wash and Mike Jackson. And if you're listening to this, is one of my, my best friend from elementary school. Like when you meet someone like when you become best friends with someone that young, it's like we you make fun of somebody or something like that, or something happens like we're best friends. And then he was the person that got me the job because he worked. Well, he lived right next to the car wash. Anyways, being a long story short, that was my first job. It was hot as hell in Charleston. And they, I got a lot of in the rotation of getting a lot of tips for being in a car wash. When people would come up, I knew how to drive, you know, a standard a stick shift. Yeah. A lot of people back then would drive it, knew how to drive a stick. So I would get in there. I would, but my, the way I looked at it, and I looked at it this way because I've come from cutting grass and it's all about the relationship. I've always been a relationship type of guy and making people feel a certain way. When you make people feel a certain way, they're will give you they're more open to giving you tips, especially if you're working for commissions or something of that nature. I would actually have conversations with people who would hop out the car. I'm like, hey, what's similar to what you just talked about? where you get, Why are you getting your car wash? Is this a normal car wash? How long do you... I mean, how typically do you normally would wash your car? Like, are you going on a date? And they talked about their date. Okay, where'd you meet her? This and this. And I would develop that relationship as I'm going through. And they would always come back and ask for me, always. So go ahead, I love this. And the peanut <laughs> K- colada is one of my favorite ones.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's it's the it's the kind of uh, job where when you're when you're working, like you see the hustlers really fast. Oh yeah, so I, I can totally picture you at that car wash, Chris. <laughs> Hustling, hustling and, and just working, and and really hustling not only physically but even like mentally, conversationally. Right, you're engaging with customers, and and that's that's really what we look for in in our guys, uh, be, because car washing, people get car washes, yeah, to protect your car from the rust and things like yeah. that. But aside from that, people get car washes to feel good. Mm-hmm. They just they feel good about their car. It's more like going to the barber or the hairstylist
0: 100 bring
1: yourself 100 so, so we try to create that experience right what does the barber do when you're cutting your hair he talks to you
0: how's the and conversation, a conversation. You, it's yeah. a barbershop conversations they made a movie about it from shy town <laughs> right and
1: it, it's yeah, a
0: conversation definitely. it's a totally different con- like me being italian i grew up in south carolina which was you know the barbershop was like a church yeah so i would go to the barbershop and i had one barber his name is Roddy. passed away years ago. You remember? I remember cutting. I don't have any hair now, but I would go there every Friday even if I needed, didn't have to get a haircut. I would go there with my grandfather. and The, the conversations that would happen in a barbershop that I experienced when I was that young, it transformed my life. Yeah, it, it laid the foundation on just being really outspoken and quick one-liners. I was always good at one-liners and I learned that from a young experience just being in a barbershop. But you're 100% correct. They're having a they're building that relationship with you because there's how many other barbershops out there in the world, but it's a sense of community as well.
1: And, and as, as businesses, here, here's the, the challenge, I think, before us. The consumers want a world-class brand. They want the efficiency and the excellence, the consistency of a world-class company, but they want the relationship of a small-town business. Right, and so how do you bring the two together to a, to a consumer?
0: Mm-hmm. I I like that you said that, and I know this conversation is going to go a little different than a lot of other maybe interviews that you've been on because I I love this about, and in a, a different reason. When I stated, I just mentioned to you on Friday, I went and stated to Four Seasons for my own personal reasons. Why do you think I stated to Four Seasons? I think you you knew, for, for, you knew what you needed. And you knew what was important to you mm-hmm. uh, and
1: and you knew what would be what would meet that what would meet that need. Um, and four Seasons has a level of luxury and pampering uh, that you could expect and count on when you go there. Mm-hmm.
0: I stayed at a four seasons. Goodness gracious in vegas i think i was this is years man it feels like a lifetime ago i feel like i don't even know how old i was at the time i know i was in education i was one of, i was in a recruitment type of thing and education and i was speaking on stage and i was in vegas i watched. i was sitting outside and this is back in the day when i used to smoke cigarettes and i don't do it anymore but don't <laughs> judge me for those that don't do smoke but i was smoking a cigarette sitting outside and of course you're in vegas and you might be a little hungover or whatever that might be yeah. so i'm sitting outside and i watched a bus during like march madness time mm-hmm. okay and the big tournaments are going on. And we I was leaving that day to go into the airport. That's why I was sitting outside. And I was sitting outside just smoking a cigarette and watching. I watched a bus pull up. And I can't remember what college it was. Hmm. But the concierge and the people, the baggage, the guys, they were walked And they treated them like they were like NBA stars, not college. Wouldn't you know it, the next bus that pulled up was a bus full of nuns. I don't know if they were having a nun <laughs> like convention or whatnot in Vegas. <laughs> They treated them if not even better than they treated the basketball players. Hmm. What does that say overall, do you think?
1: They they just value people and the customer and they how they, they felt.
0: Get, yeah. Yeah. I just want to have them increase their experience so much that it makes them want to come back. There's only and there's a couple different um I guess in London now that I'm in London, there's a couple different kind of chains. And I asked, I stayed at this one hotel recently. I think it was about maybe a year and a half ago, When to not say recently. And they were so good at customer service. If I would have probably said, I need X, Y, Z, they would have made it happen. Yeah. And I asked them, I said, I said let me ask you a question. I said, did, I said we're, did this used to be a Four Seasons at all? They're like, mm-hmm. oh, it's funny that you say that five years ago. That's all the training that we've, we've sent them to the wow. Four Seasons. And I was like, ha ha, that means something. And I pay attention and I built and I yeah. when I was there, I was like, when I ever own a business and I will own a business one day, I'm going to build the business around like custom- like being customer centric first and everything else to come come from there everything else
1: since we're talking hotels, I have to share what was kind of a, a bedrock experience to us formulating this uh, customer service focus uh, i'm I'm at a boutique hotel in Taipei, Taiwan. I check into the hotel. I leave for the very first time, and the bellman says, "Hello, Mr. Kim." Mm. And, and okay, so he knew my name right away. Uh, the following morning, I go in to uh, get breakfast, uh, sit down, and I try to go get some papaya. They're they're all out. Um, and then I, I asked him, could I have some papaya? And then also, by any chance, do you have any skim milk? I'm trying to be healthy. And, mm-hmm. uh, and, and I go sit down. They come and they bring me a massive plate of papaya, completely cut fresh.
0: <laughs> right.
1: And then they say, uh, I'm sorry, Mr. Kim, we don't have any skim milk, but my colleague is on his way to the store. He'll be right back. Comes back. They bought. I don't know this guy. Took some petty cash, went and bought it, brought it back. Uh, I'm blown away. Following morning, go to have breakfast, papaya and skim milk ready for me. Blown away. Right, how how much time and how much cost was that? Mm-hmm. That milk was two bucks. You know, maybe a few minutes. But man, they won me as a customer for life.
0: Right. And how long how long has it been since that time?
1: That's been uh, seven years.
0: Seven years and we're still having, you're having a conversation Absolutely. about
1: it. Absolutely.
0: Think about that. If, and this goes out to the listeners that people that do own a business or they haven't even gotten a chance to own a business yet. That's how you start. You provide your customers with such a high level of customer service and a, a personal feel to it that it changes the way that they look at that industry.
1: They'll and that's the first
0: one I think of. Love this.
1: And they'll never they'll never forget you. Hmm. Yeah, you make them you make them feel that way. When when they got to get a car wash, they'll never forget you. Our goal is to own that space in people's mind yeah. when they do car washing, right? That that all they think about is ever Everclean.
0: Hmm. Okay, let's let's peel back the layers of that real quick. Yeah. And I think there's maybe another reason why you're able to take it to another level on top of just even being cus- like community centric and customer centric. The reason why I say community and it ties into, you know, customers, because you have to know the community to be able to adapt to increase the experience of the customers, right? Turning them into a lifelong customer. So yeah, on top of that, you have to develop your people. And that's something you really do well of. You develop your staff, you develop the people within yeah. and, and giving them the opportunity to grow and giving them more knowledge, there are, you have some people that make you sign up and they they get to a, a assistant manager level and those types of managers pretty quickly, but they you're you're dumping in a lot of mentoring and a lot of value there that most companies are overlooking because of time and yeah. lack of time. So talk about that if you can. I think that stems from your mentorship and you being underneath the wing of so many great people around you. Yeah,
1: yeah. when I first got into this space. Uh, I started to notice that a lot of the guys who were uh, working there were uh, of a particular background, usually uh, part-time job hoppers, mm-hmm. uh, just working odds and ends, hourly jobs, so they can uh, pay for their gas and their cell phone bill.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, most of these guys that I, I saw were, were lacking the, the motivation and, and really a passion for what they were doing. Okay. So I started taking them out for one-on-ones, which is a big deal for us uh, in in our in our practices. And that's I'm going to take you out for lunch, and I'm just going to have a conversation with you. I want to find out about your life. I want to know what do you like to do, what are you excited, what gets you going, what are you good at, what are you not good at, and and I want to start talking about where do you want to head. We started doing that, and my goodness, our guys started coming to life. Mm-hmm. They their level of engagement. Um, then, then we made a party out of it and we do uh, it, it every two months. It used to be every month. And then we used to do it in my house. All the locations would come over. We'd have dinner, throw a big party. And I'm going to give a talk about one of our core values. And I'd share the vision of where we're heading. And do you want to mm-hmm. join it? I'm telling you that following day, we used to do that Sunday nights on Monday morning. Number of guys who would quit all their jobs, other jobs and come full time with us because they're ready to go. That really has grown into a training and development program that we call yes. the master plan. Mm-hmm. And uh, guys come in, start at, uh, they, they start at minimum wage, and they work their way up in all the different competencies. And within 12 to 18 months, they become managers, earning salary, 99% medical coverage, 401k, mm-hmm. opening their own site with a team that they've hired, recruited, and trained wow. themselves. And that's what we get most excited about is every location that opens for us, it's not just a new car wash location that's going to generate more money. It's actually behind that, it's a life that's been transformed and someone whose talent has been unlocked. And now they're really going hard trying to grow into a leader.
0: And you wouldn't be able to unlock that potential unless you took the extra time and took them for that one-on-one and asked the diagnostic questions that really dug into their story. Most people in those in that type of industry, yes, you're right. They are looking to pay their cell phone bill or pay for gas and look for a side job. They're not. They don't look at a car wash as a place where they can really flourish and grow. Because I mean, you can't. You started a call off mentioning in the car wash space of in that industry. You can't. You can't name five biggest ones. You can't. I yeah. can't. Yeah.
1: I yeah.
0: could probably do it in Charleston, but I can't do it as in in nationwide in the United yeah. States. I can't. So when they're saying that name, they're, you know, like Everclean, that's going to mean something in the next couple of years, big time. I mean, already the success you've had and every single location, there's a story from that, that came from that special relationship that you've had with that one-on-one and showing them that there's a bigger opportunity here. You just have to take a step back and realize what your true potential is. Like, what do you really want to do with your life? Are you viewing this as a stepping stone and getting you to where you really want to go? Or yeah. do you, can you even visualize those steps?
1: Yeah, and and that's what we find a lot of those conversations they've never had before,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: they they haven't been they haven't been mentored before, and uh, uh, people haven't actually looked at them, and so so I really think it's this this combination of um, unlocking motivation, but then also giving a pathway.
0: Yeah. So
1: our our training program, when guys start day one, we print out this. Sheet, it says it's the master plan, everything you need to be awesome on one page. (laughs) And we show every competency, the stages you need to go through, and we tell them after orientation, the pace with which you grow is completely up to you. I like that. All of your raises and your promotions are right here. We're transparent. So basically, we've given them a track and said, run on this as fast as you want to. Mm -hmm. And it's the guys who are uh they, they can they can hustle, they're good with people, they're street smart. Right. Mm-hmm. It's, if you got those if you've got those three things, uh, you will really excel here. And then there are guys that don't. And that's mm-hmm. okay too. They're just not ready. Uh and and some guys come in and they're just not ready to to work on that. And I like that. they're not uh, ready.
0: A lot yeah, of people it, when they say when they say they're just not they're not built like that. They're just always gonna be working for right. someone else. I like that you said they're not ready. It gives them an opportunity to grow into that. I love that. Keep going. Love it.
1: I hope they come back. Yes. And sometimes we let people go. There's a, a someone we let go last week, uh, let go of. He was crying. And he said, I love Everqueen. He goes, this, I love this place. And uh, we said, you know what? Um, we're pointing out some things. And uh, the guy who let him go was also getting pretty emotional because you know, he invested mm-hmm. a lot in it and said, uh, I hope you come back. And so we let go of, of people sometimes, and there's that in mind, like work on this, get this right, and then consider coming back. Um, because we, a lot of times we just believe it's not the right time for them. They're not yeah. ready. Uh huh.
0: Okay. i want to bring up an opportunity, and I haven't heard a lot of people talk about just yet. And you touched on something. You let someone go. They're not ready yet, and you're using that terminology and that way of thinking. And that's yeah. why I want to pick your brain on this. When was the first time that you had to fire someone or let someone go? Uh, at at Queen? Yeah. Um, just in general. Yeah.
1: The the very first location, actually the most memorable one. It was my partners.
0: Okay. All right.
1: Every first All right. location.
0: Yeah. How uncomfortable were you at that time to let them go?
1: Uh, it it's a it's a hard conversation. Yeah. And there, okay. there, 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 are two parts of me. Uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a business guy, so we're we're geared more than the average person to have difficult conversations. Okay, we know it. it needs to be done, but then at the same time, there's a part where like that's tough, and it's mm. it's you know I don't I don't want to have it, but but just realizing fit, it's not that it's not that you're wrong. It's 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 fit, and and the big issue for us, uh, they taking more of. A, recreational approach and I want to transform an industry.
0: There it is. So,
1: right. life like they wanted a lifestyle business. I didn't want a lifestyle business. I wanted a business where I can really throw myself into.
0: That's what, that was my point. And I wanted to bring it up because how you approach you, you letting people go and firing people. If you're trying to change the way the game is looked at in that industry, you can't go about firing people or letting go people, the previous, you know, people in the industry or the top ones you have to do it in more of a nurturing and, and letting them know why they're not ready yet. Yeah. But here's what you can do in the meantime, if you get yourself ready, then I'm, I'm going to keep that opportunity open for you. If you, you know, that keep that door open. A lot of people, when they think they got, they are let go from a job or in their career, they can't come back. Yeah. You have to keep that door open. That's the, that's how you're able to continue, continue to keep, your fingers on the pulse on what's needed in your communities rather than just, you know, what's needed in your business community and business are, it needs to be together. You need to have your finger on the pulse and knowing what's happening. I love this. Keep going. And,
1: and, and to add to that, the guy who let him go actually gave him a couple names of places that he should go consider to work because he was aware. Right. And, and so there's that relationship. Uh, you know some of the hardest layoffs. I I, I leave it open. You know we're uh, if you want to talk about this some more when when you're when you can calm down a little bit and wrap your wrap your head around it, reach out to me. Let me know. And um, yeah, and and so we we try. We're not we're not perfect, Chris, but but we're we try.
0: No, no, you're 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 a lot closer than a lot of companies that are major major name companies that don't know how to do this properly. I've been around some people that they would ask me to fire people and i would do it differently like i it's just like um i actually learned <laughs> it's funny how i learned this i was watching a movie and it was uh moneyball with Brad Pitt yeah i don't know it was like 2008 2010ish i don't know around that time frame i love baseball but i was watching this movie and i watched him and he was a general manager for uh, i can't remember the, the actual the Oakland A's anyways, but he walked in and I guess the person and his protege, he was training assistant GM. He was trying to like fire him. He's like, you got to go fire him. You got to go tell him he's traded or tell him or whatever. And he was like, well, how would you do it? And he's like training Jonah Hill on how to fire someone or how to let him go. And he's like, well, oh, you know, based on this and this, this, this. And he was like, they don't want to hear that shit. They they don't care. Like, you just have to be like, listen, here's the name of the person you need to contact. Your services are you need, only needed. You're a good ball player, but you got to go. Yeah. I try to train, and this is where I was, you know, kind of companies and corporations I was going in, and I had to make a lot of those decisions behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. They didn't know that came from me, and I was the one that was pulling the trigger, but I would prep HR on how to deal with them and prep them for that next step. Yeah. So I didn't have, so I would leverage HR. So here's, here's your, you know, we're going to have to let you go, your vision. You know, obviously what you've done here, we appreciate everything you've done for this company. We're we're trying to take a next leap in a different way of going about business. You're just not aligned to the vision overall. I'm not insinuating you can't come back one day, but as in for right now, your, ser- your services are no longer needed. Here's the person for HR, give them a piece of paper, number, go talk to them. And they would prep them on the next step to maybe point them in the right direction. That way you don't have to have, I don't have to, I would train my staff not having an emotional conversation once you have an emotional conversation about it you're you're now making it open for them to have that kind of conversation that goes on forever and i'm like all right you just got to cut the cut the head off the snake and let him go you know like <laughs> i'm not gonna if you go up i'm not gonna stab you to death and, and watch you bleed i'm just gonna chop your head off and you gotta go do what you gotta do but i know that's probably sounds really awful for those who are listening to this and we're like damn chris is hardcore no it. It's all about community it's all about trying to help them and that's if you yeah. lead with that first it's really going to you know take your business to the next level and I think that's where the that rolls down you know through your yeah. staff not just on a manager level or an employee type of level but that you're raising the morale because if there's morale's low you can't now focus back onto your customers again and raising right. that
1: right that's everything if you if you look at our our uh google reviews and people give us positive reviews what are they talking about it's it's the people
0: yeah and Um, and
1: if 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 you want happiness and good service to spill over to the customers it's got to be in-house too right and and if you if you build that culture in-house it'll trickle over into customer service at least that's our approach
0: there's a you know there's you're highly well-spoken and highly educated person as well. I think you have an MBA in from. Is it what what school in Chicago? Uh,
1: University of Chicago.
0: Okay, uh, as a school Ch-
1: of business.
0: Got it. I, I know I read it somewhere. And I couldn't remember the name of the yeah. school, and I went. I put my pigeonhole myself real quick. But the the reason why I'm bringing this up because you come from engineering to real estate, gaining a lot of capital, gaining some a little bit of liquid, right? And that allowed yeah. you to have the the finances to. Sees an opportunity when you saw an opportunity from the engineering world. And I want to go back to the engineering mindset just real quick and how we look at things a little bit differently. Yeah. Because I'm and not to like talk about personal things, but you had something unfortunate happen that's probably the worst thing ever in, in the world that would ever happen okay. to a, a married person with, you know, a, a brand new dad. You unfortunately lost your daughter, Mackenzie. Yeah. And that was a really difficult situation. And and we'll sprinkle this and we'll kind of lean into this, you know, as much as I can and try to be, try not to get too personal with this. But there's a point that I want to bring up. When you were nine months into the hospital and your mom having, I guess, what, 40 years of experience in the same hospital and you were in that hospital and you got to experience you know, McKenzie, you know, smiling for the first time and going and, and you know, is yeah. even though it's a really difficult time, but there's also there's two sides of every coin, right? You have to be grateful for the good and bad. Right. But there right. was something that, that would happen. Um, I think it's a is it an electrostatic um cleaning That's right. thing? That's right. That Where can you when you went through something really traumatic, but you would have never went through that yeah. if you didn't go through that situation, but you are ever take something even more positive out of it and, and even implement it into your business. Can you right. I mean, can you expand? It, on your comfortable level of talking about this, but I wanted to touch on this because if you didn't have that type of mindset on, on looking at things differently, then you wouldn't have seen the opportunity to even right. implement that and making it, I guess, making it easy for your own business when you saw an opportunity. Yeah.
1: Mackenzie um, had 13 surgeries and the hospital protocol was when she went to surgery, they would sterilize the room. Yeah. And, uh, I saw them using equipment that I had never seen before uh to, uh to to sterilize the hospital room and just being a curious person and an engineer, I took pictures, started asking the janitorial staff all this que- all these questions, probably annoyed them you know, and, 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 probably even uh,
0: annoyed Evelyn, your wife, it was like, shut yeah. the hell up. Yeah,
1: yeah, she, <laughs> Evelyn, Evelyn gets to that place very often in our in our yeah, life. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah. so, so you know, um um and, and by the time he's even finished, I'm already on Google like finding out all, all the yeah. background on this equipment. For some similar And at, at, at the at the moment that's happening, I actually didn't know exactly what would I do with it. I was just curious. Well, uh COVID hits mm-hmm. and my mentor um asked me, What can you do from a business perspective? to do your part and to help the community. Mm-hmm. And immediately I thought of um, the sterilizing equipment. Uh, they weren't as popular back then as they are now. Uh, it's what they use on, on you know airplanes all over the place. Before it was mostly just uh, nursing homes, uh, surgical rooms. And then he also told me, whatever it is, don't try to monetize it. Don't try to monetize on a pandemic
0: that's good advice do
1: this for the community just do it and i don't want to poo-poo any businesses that started during the uh pandemic you know they, they they their whole for us we're, we're car wash and we thought if we can sterilize the insides of people's cars and make them feel confident to be able to get in their cars and bring their family in after they had some symptoms maybe yeah. uh you know that would be a great thing for us to to offer that to the community. And even if we can only prevent a handful of COVID cases by doing that, like it's worth it. Mm-hmm. So we, we ordered these, uh, they are live at our sites. Uh, we do them three days a week and um, yeah, we're just going in uh, spraying down people's cars uh, who want it and it kills coronavirus within 60 seconds, tuberculosis within uh, three minutes and uh, plenty of other um, diseases as well, viruses, bacteria.
0: And thank you for going into detail on that because it, you're 100 percent correct. And your mentor is a um, is it a woman or a guy? A guy. Guy. Okay, I didn't want to say. Oh yeah, as a guy, yeah. I just assume because there's a lot of yeah. men, there's a lot of yeah. women entrepreneurs out there. Yeah. Just they're I've I've learned more from like women mentors, I guess you would say, as an entrepreneurship than I did, and I have in men. And I'm just, I'm telling you, this decade is going to be the decade for women entrepreneurship. I'm telling yeah. you, mark my yeah. words. Mark my words. I believe
1: it. I believe it. It's
0: the emotional intelligence side of it. They, yeah, they're they sure. understand it more. So you touched on something and your mentor brought up, hey, if you don't try to charge or don't try to monetize from this, just try to see how you can implement this. And, and the overall it all goes back to your customers and goes to your community first. Yeah. This is what I'm. It's what's jumping out to me the most is how I can increase them and make them feel safe that, hey, even if you had symptoms and hey, you did experience those, you know, being sick we're going to create the environment for you to feel safe that, Hey, our equipment and the people that we are here, we're conscious of that. I thought that yeah. was great. I thought that yeah. was phenomenal. Good stuff. Yeah.
1: And, and a lot of it for entrepreneurs, businessmen, it's a lot of times solving our own problems too. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. When I, I, um, I had some uh, COVID like symptoms and I couldn't go to the hospital for two weeks. Mm-hmm. And when Mackenzie was getting better and we were preparing to bring her home, uh, I didn't feel comfortable bringing her in our car, and you know I, I didn't have a way. Like, what do I what do I do to make it safe for me to bring her home? It's like, well, these sprayers, and if I'm having this problem, other people are too. Uh, so, and if, even if, even if
0: they're not aware, even if they're not aware of it, that's yeah. knowledge is king, right? I mean, knowledge yeah. is the best. I mean, good. I mean, they might. I mean, even like me being a father, or me not being a father. If I if I if someone else knew a little bit of information that I wasn't aware of and it was potentially going to save my life or my family's life, that's a big deal.
1: Yeah, yeah. And and we've had customers actually mention that, like, oh my gosh, I was sick and I didn't know what to do, and thank you so much. My goodness, we we've won that customer over for life. Hundred percent. they and and they're 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 tough. So it's not that we're not getting nothing out of it, like. They're going and telling them you're doing something
0: different. different. you're doing something yeah. extra. you're you're now you what you're doing now is you're you're creating this standard for other people in the community and they're viewing you as the person, like, hey, this guy's you know, he's been through this, he's been through that, but he took this from this type of unfortunate experience and learned it. but you that's the engineered side of you that I it drives my family crazy and it drives even the people that are all around me. I'll say the most outrageous shit. To people, and I I drive people nuts because I'm not supposed to be doing, I'm not supposed to be thinking like this at a time like this. And I'm asking questions like, why is this important? I'm like, I don't know because I'm going nuts over here because I'm wanted to know. Like, I'm curious. My mind, because Google, I'm telling you, man, is like my best friend sometimes. I'm like, because even though uncomfortable conversations, I'm like, well, I can't ask right now because I don't know them that well and I'm curious. (laughs) that's Uh, just the way that my mind works i see so many opportunities i like i can't stop my mind from going so
1: i'm I'm with you i put plenty of annoyed friends and family from the things i bring up
0: right here we go yeah like i'll go into a restaurant and i'll start asking questions like how so like so who is this and especially like mom and pop places like brick and mortar businesses i ask a lot of questions even if if i'm impressed i'm going to ask questions so right, I start sure. asking like, God, we can't take Chris anywhere, man. He's gonna have a conversation with them for an hour. Then I'll get yeah. a business card. I was actually in here in London, and you know, of course, in here in London. Just so for those listeners that aren't in London and they ever wanted to travel in London, if you love chicken wings, don't come because there's only mm-hmm. a couple places you can get actually a real good chicken wing. There's mm-hmm. different types, right? So there's a like a food truck here, and it's called um, um, Orange Buffalo. And okay. the founders are from England, but they went to the U.S. and it started off as a drunk story. They were out in New York. They were drinking and they got the recipe of some chicken wings, like, oh, this is sort on of food truck. And then I went there and I was like, wow, like, you know, I don't drink. So I got I got I did get a root beer. The only bad part is the root beer was from Australia and they don't know what they're doing over there. So they didn't taste that well. So only bad thing, a negative thing I'm going to experience. But I ate the chicken wing and I was like, I went up to the food truck and I was like, who? who made these? Like, where'd you get this recipe? Because it tastes like I'm in yeah. New York. Right, like, I love this. I was like, "You have now." I was like, "Do you need investors?" Like, this is where my mind goes. Like, do you need investors? I will hook yeah. you up. Yep. I got you. Yep, yep. <laughs> that comes from passion, right? Because I was like, I can't get good chicken wings. I might as well make sure you stay stick around in a marketplace <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for my own personal reasons.
1: Absolutely, that's the the engineer and businessman coming out, and you you can't you can't turn it off, right? It's just a, a part of who we are.
0: I, I don't think it. I don't think that I'll ever be able to, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm trying to say I'm trying to turn it off because that's obviously what's assisted me. And I'm sure with you the same of looking at things a little differently and cutting off some light years off my learning curve when it comes to business and adapting to the marketplace and adapting to the times and being adaptable to change overall, There's certain things that I'll pay attention to. And I'm, I'm like, my fingers on a pulse, but if I'm not in the business enough to be able to understand the dynamics and the moving parts, then I can't reverse engineer it because there's too many things right. moving around in the first place. Right. How with, you know, Everclean, what is your strategy on being able to expand where you are right now in the business world?
1: We are uh, obviously trying to grow um, locations. Okay. Um, but what we're investing in is in our actual Platform. We're investing internally okay. uh, inside. So we're when I look at where have businesses uh, failed or where do they struggle to expand? Uh, I think it's most in in your in your people. Okay. You can you can you could brute force a single store, you know, just by just by force of personality to have the right kind of culture. But if I can't replicate that in a different state, because We've systematized in some way, mm-hmm. culture, which sounds weird, but if, if we can't systematize that, then as soon as we go out of state, uh, we're, we're gonna-, we're gonna you're, dead yeah, yeah. you're dead
0: in the water. Yeah, you're dead in the
1: water. So we, we're, we've, we're developing systems as much as we can to uh, replicate uh, people and culture um, so that we can succeed. The other things are still a challenge, but I, I think are more outsourceable. I can't outsource culture. I can outsource real estate development. That? Say, you know, that, say, that, say
0: that Say again. Say that again. Say, I want the listeners to hear that. Because yeah. it's not what we say, right? It's what they hear and really take in. Yeah. Say that. Say that again. Yeah. Say that part again. You
1: you can't outsource culture. Damn. You can outsource real estate development. Uh, you can outsource marketing even. Right? But culture, there's no one who can, who can do that for you. You got to do it
0: yourself. All right. And doing it yourself takes time and effort. And there's a personal feel to that, to develop that culture, because it's not something that just happens overnight. It takes sometimes years to develop that culture And, and you understanding why it's essential for you to expand in the marketplace or you expand in certain industries. How many States are you currently thinking about being in, in different regions? I mean, is there, are there goals for you when it comes to your outreach when it comes to your own personal brand, well, that not personal brand, but that, as in business brand.
1: Yep. Um, so we have uh, five locations up and running here in Chicago, three that'll open later this year, and um, we we'd like to. In 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 my mind, we we'd like to be five hundred locations someday, okay. uh, and and be be nationwide. I just think that the need is that great. Uh, I think there is uh, a lot of opportunity and. Frankly, with all there, there are plenty of new car washes uh, that are opening up here and there. But customers frequently tell us there's not an experience similar to ours. So right. we'll keep growing.
0: So how can you duplicate that without losing that personal touch with the culture? Do you think?
1: Yeah, that and that's that's the challenge before us. Okay. Uh, we we try to embed our culture every opportunity we have into our training uh, materials. So we. We, we try to make sure that, well, fr- first of all, most of our guys are not super good at school.
0: That's actually a beautiful part it, that they're yeah. not because they, what they're going to really need in that type of situation and growing a franchise or building their own business. It comes from being, I guess, having that emotional connection with people understanding what's yeah. happening, but go ahead. Yeah. I love this.
1: Yeah. So, so our training, we, we, we think about how do you train someone who's smart, right? They're street smart, and they have, they have, they have good uh, EQ, but, man, they just don't – they can't sit down with a textbook. <laughs> All of our tra- uh, training is done in relationship. Love it. So it's, it's I, I do, you watch. I do, you help. You do, I help. You do, I watch. And the last step is you teach
0: so a lot of situational training yes and
1: it's you cannot progress by yourself
0: mm-hmm. you
1: have to do it in really right there has to be another person there mm-hmm. and and to me that's one of the best ways you can uh, uh instill culture because i think culture is more caught than taught oh, i love it you 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 can you can uh read about how to change a flat tire but what you miss in watching a YouTube video of that is the gusto with which someone did mm-hmm. that when it was raining, and the attitude they have, which is the thing that can stay with you for every tire change for the rest of your life if you watch yes, that. Right? Mm-hmm. right. So, so for us, how, how, you know, how do we create a, a situation where you can catch culture, and that's relationally, right, in the training.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. I like that. Let me go back to something else you said. And not to poke holes. I'm not poking holes in a, in a bad way. <laughs> I'm poking holes. The street smart. You touched on that twice before I got the chance to bring it and go back up. And I love the way this conversation just naturally just went there because I want to touch on this real quick. You touched on street smart. I believe that if people have a little bit more of street smarts in that type of industry, and in that type of business model, especially right now in the decade and in the era of, business we're in right now because it's all about how you make someone feel rather than just info dropping or data dropping of something X, Y, Z. Anyone yeah. can hand your clientele a piece of paper at the beginning of this. Thomas said, okay, what fragrance would you like to have? This is the program. This is the, the cost. you get a member. So you can come this, anyone can hand something like that to you. But if you have someone that has a lot of street smarts and you is using their emotional intelligence, to really develop on a relationship and explaining why this is what this is the process. Here's what we're going to do. And anything, any questions, comments, concerns you might have during your experience, I want you to bring it up to me on how we can improve or how can we reach more customers just like you. So touch on that street smart, why that's so important for you to even be conscious of the people that you do have aboard your staff. Love this. Yeah. We're,
1: we're looking for uh, people, not that we can, just program with information. <laughs> we want people to, to exercise. So we, we do have this curriculum, but we want people to exercise their own native genius. Mm. And take take their have an ability to critically think and apply our principles and culture in in different situations. So yes, you know how to you know how to pitch and you know word for word all the content in this sales script, but exactly what you're saying. Then what do you do with that? And you know, mm-hmm. can you talk to a customer? Um, and and that that is really what we're looking for in our guys. Now that street smarts can be applied in different ways.
0: Mm-hmm. Some yeah.
1: of our guys. So we have we have three different tracks. This is fairly new that we're developing. Um, we have a sales genius. We have a technical genius and a management genius.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We I have like some it. guys. Yeah we have we have some guys who are really good in sales context. We have other guys who are uh, not so good you know in sales context, but you put a wrench in their hand and oh my goodness, all of a sudden you feel like this guy's really smart in the sales situation, you <laughs> felt like he was not so smart right mm-hmm. but so so we're, we're trying to identify that. It is important that somebody has that for this role because if they don't have that here, they should be somewhere else applying whatever it is that they have,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. It's understanding there. You have to understand your staff and where people are good at and where they're not good at. It sounds like you're you're really starting to identify that and shedding and getting and start pulling on those threads, yeah, to really start identifying some areas of opportunity. I think with your engineering mind, I think you're going to explode with this. Just understanding that within your own staff, you touched on where, and this is what I train, especially when it comes to sales. People go. Well you're you know award winning sales trainer. how did you get to you know uh, education sales and how did you do this? I'm like, well, I really didn't sell. pitch you mentioned pitch a couple of times pitch if you learn how to sell the right way, yeah when you hear customers say this to you, what's the next step? what do I how do I go about uh, getting this or how do I do this? That's when you got them already wrapped and you don't have to pitch them. Right. you should never try to pitch anyone. you should say, from based on what you just, you brought your car here and you have your alloy wheels and you have chrome, you have this and you were trying to get them and just to kind of make, if I was the guy, I would say based on the way that I'm looking at car and what you're trying to get from this car wash as in durability or of you coming back next week or whatever, here's what I would recommend from this package. Right. And they would go, you're right because you're the genius and you're the expert in this area, but you have to develop that credibility and you, yeah. using your street smarts and emotional intelligence to know when to turn it on and turn it off for them to give off the impression to them. I've been here before. I know what kind of car that is. I know what you need. I know what you're trying to accomplish on your first date. I get it. Let's make sure the back seat's really clean and the car fragrance. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Everything yeah. Else. Yeah. Here's, what, here's what I recommend. Yeah. And they're going to go with that recommendation. But if you hand them a piece of paper, Thomas, they'll go, I don't know. Maybe – they don't want to pick the most expensive ones. They don't see the value. They'll go, I don't want to pick the middle one. I'll pick this one just because it's a little bit more, a little bit more than the normal one. I'll do this one.
1: And and, and this, in this industry, uh, the bar is so low for providing good education and recommendations that like, all we know of is clear coat, triple foam, lava body, sand. carnival wax, rain next, shield, super like, And nobody knows what anything means.
0: Like, I don't know what that means.
1: Yeah. And we've all heard it, though. So how gimmicky is that, that guys like you and and, and me and a lot of listeners, we're sharp people who know how to operate a a pocket computer, but we don't know what any of these Mm -hmm. car wash terms mean. It's it's been a a terrible way to sell. And really, we're not educating people. Mm -hmm. The Stuff is not that hard. They can understand. So we don't use any of those terms. In our car
0: wash, you know my biggest pet peeve is about car washes. Okay, yeah. is that you would have you would make it look a certain way and everything else, right? They don't tell you, and I would tell these, I would tell people this. Listen, do not roll your windows down for the next hour. I would, right, you know, right,
1: right, yes.
0: They should. That's you should great. have a. You know, That's just great. make sure that people understand because yeah. so what's going to happen is this: they're going to drive right off the lot. And they're gonna roll down the window. Now you just mess up your whole window for the next the whole car wash or the whole, I don't know, two two weeks because you're never gonna get it back because that stain does not go away. That you know, (laughs) it dries.
1: Chris, I'm stealing that, so I just wrote it down because we don't tell that to people, and we should tell them. You know, and and even myself, right, being in this space, I I make that mistake, right, and I just Mm -hmm. I'll go to the drive-through or whatever, and I pull it down, and oh my goodness. uh i love it so thank you for that
0: you're welcome um that's just all this from my experience of years of doing it you know before i graduated high school because it was like kind of like a seasonal thing when i would go work at a car wash just like weekends and and whatnot because there's nothing worse than having your car immaculate the way it needs to feel way you know whatever and you roll down your window by accident and you're like ah and you can't it's it does something to your window because it's yeah. all that water's inside of the door or inside of the track and it messes you up.
1: <laughs> what, what, what I will say is slightly different about our model. Why some of our members might not feel that way as much is because they are on uh, a subscription unlimited plan. Okay. Uh, m- taking one car wash and drawing it out and maximizing that for as long as they can
0: Love is less okay. of a
1: thing. So our, you know, our people are coming in to get the car washed even during the rain sometimes on a cloudy day when, when they know the and snow. I'm sure, is sure things have changed. So yeah, I'm matter. sure
0: things have changed. And like, I don't even, how old am I? What, 30, about term 40, 39? So, I mean, I was what, 15? So God knows how long, right? So what you do yeah. the math, guys. So 25 years ago, if I haven't figured it out by then. So I'm sure things have evolved with windows and, you know, and rolling down things, but that'd be a nice little touch. It's
1: still still an issue. It still is. So I, I I, I wrote it down.
0: Yeah. So like a a nice little, like a little end of it. And like, Hey, by the way, what did I tell you at the beginning of it? Don't roll your windows down for the next like hour. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Or they do the windows and they leave these big streaks somewhere. Yeah. Like I still have a vivid memory. When I was a kid, my mom, my dad would wash a car and, I would be back in the, you touched the windows. You might as well just like, I don't know, like stab my father with a knife or something. <laughs> I mean, I've gotten yelled at more than anything else and touching windows. My dad told me, he goes, he goes, when you finally get a car or, you know, whatever, I'm just like, going to tell your children. And when you have children, I'm like, touch, make sure you're touching the windows and you put in yeah. this
1: on. that." <laughs> so Chris, how long does that last for? What? That, that, attitude of your dad wanting you not to touch anything and kind of the showroom condition forever you know, perspective
0: forever. Like they're
1: always like, well, well you're, was your dad always like that? Or after several days, like was the car, were those the rules for the car all the time? That was
0: rules for the car. Those rules for cars. Why are you touching the window? That's awesome. You can point outside and not touch yeah. the window. Why are you touching the window? <laughs> what, I mean, what is the point yeah. of touching? I can go on a whole pitch. I can yeah. go on a whole conversation about the window because I've heard it. Like, yeah. what's the whole point of you touching a window? Like, I can't look out there. Hey, look, hey, dad, look over there. You're touching the window. What right. is the point of you touching a window? Or when it rains, I would be a kid, like, taking my finger and going down, like, you know, with the rain Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I was a stupid kid. I wouldn't say stupid kid, but I, I would get yelled at for the, the funniest things in the world, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, I guess it's the only thing that you're going to yell at me about. I guess I'm, a good, I'm a good kid. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, the, the cleanliness of car. You th- you learn a lot about someone also by what's in their car and what's not in their you car do. as
1: well. You you, you really do. And I, I I think um uh you you get in and you you see uh you can actually imagine how their uh day to day is how they kind of live right mm-hmm. just by. What's in the car and what's not, and how they keep it, and based on how their car is, you might be able to guess how their home is. Right?
0: Yep, hundred percent. Uh, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. I you don't think <laughs> I'll, I'll put it this? Way. You don't think that men don't pay attention to women's cars? Like I know when I was dating at one point, and we get getting someone's car, I'm like, "Whoa, you live like this? Yeah, uh, don't think we're gonna get past the second date, you know?" Like. <laughs> I don't think so. Uh don't this is what the house is gonna look like inside. I mean, man, I'm gonna spend a lot of money on cleaners, that's for sure. <laughs> Cooking and cleaning, but you don't be, but you're using your emotional and people are listening to this like, man, Chris is awful. Like um
1: <laughs> and, and that's I'm, when you use your 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 very tactful firing skills
0: that 100%. Uh, <laughs> Right, hundred percent. i you gotta adapt to the marketplace for sure. am um, Like, have you thought about in like have you been approached? And I'm sure you have with from some investors like looking into try to make you expand faster. Because I I get this a lot in entrepreneurship when even myself included, when I'm building something out, and then other entrepreneurs they look at that as an opportunity or investing opportunity for them. Mm -hmm. What is your thought process on maybe potentially having an investor come in? Are you turned off on that, or maybe just Are you open to something like that?
1: So we do have investors right now. Um, One of the nice things, at least so far, has been just because this isn't my first rodeo, I've been able to be very picky about our investors and make sure our investors are values and vision aligned. Uh, Not just on the the business model, but uh, on values. And so... I look for a track record of investors who've been highly philanthropic. And if you've given money towards causes you believe in, not that we are a charity, but that tells me you care about uh, the vision of what we're trying to do socially as well.
0: So for those who are in South Carolina right now, and you're listening to this, and if you see one of these kind of companies pop up car washes around your area, it might've been a good indication they like, Hey, Thomas, I'm going to invest into one of these just to bring it down to Charleston. When I go to visit South Carolina, when I go back home to visit, then I at least have someone that can go to a car wash because yeah. I'm telling you that was one of the things that I wanted to do for myself was the first car wash, first place I ever went to. I was also gonna buy it out, but it's like there's nothing in it. It's like a rundown like shack, and I don't even know. there's probably crackheads living in there. Um, yeah. But <laughs> maybe I can just tear it down. It's just kind of like yeah. one of those things for myself. I that was my first job. I bought this thing, but yeah. it was like there's nothing there, so. Um, might be an opportunity. So, um, for the most, I know that we've covered a lot and I know this probably conversation for those that are listening to this and I appreciate every single last one of you, make sure you're submitting your feedback in and I would love to have you on as a Q and a, I've been kind of neglecting those lately just because of what I've been building with WinJack studios. i um, getting that kind of off the ground and making sure we're doing beta testing. Um, what do you have currently going on? right like right now for maybe our listeners to find more about your business obviously what you're doing you personally like how would you kind of like frame that and kind of like maybe just explain that to the listeners on maybe pointing them in the right direction so that in a way know they don't get lost on google
1: yeah so uh we're as a mainly membership model uh we uh, maybe maybe i'll frame it this this way they're kind of three if if you're if you're listening there might be sort of three points of interest one is if you're interested in in what we're doing um, as a consumer we have a uh, we're mainly a membership model what we're trying to do is have drivers imagine their car always clean and no no more of the car mostly being dirty you get a car wash few times a year and just try to stretch it out it's just let's just change the whole the whole mo and just have your car always clean and so we have thousands of members uh, who find value in that. We have an online special where your first month is a buck, and you get to experience that it's unlimited washes for a dollar, and uh, you can you can just taste what that's like. If you're in the Chicago nuts. area,
0: that's yeah. nuts, man. I mean, yeah. like that that's a hell of a value. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, we, Oh, we just want people to taste what that experience is like because once I started tasting a car that was always shining, and I just did not need to worry about. Uh, you know, keeping the car clean and, and making it convenient for someone to do that, right? 100%. People come in and out within three minutes at our, at our location. Um, second would be, if you're listening to this and you're interested more uh, from a career opportunity, mm-hmm. um, go, go, you can go online to evercleancw.com uh, and you can click on careers. You'll learn a little bit about our, our growth trajectory and what you can expect. Uh, you can apply to a particular location right there. And um, third, if you're listening and you happen to be an investor and you feel like, hey, this is something I believe in, both the business model and the social mission, um, you can also reach out to us uh, through our website. And uh, we will be raising an expansion around the capital in the spring. Uh, so those are three ways that you can kind of connect with us.
0: I like the the last one, especially because there's it, maybe just an I And you can you take this. as fine. If, if you think this is a good idea. Like, you know how you have a lot of companies that maybe don't have the education and don't have the training that you guys have obviously expanding on it and and changing the way that people are looking at those, like, you know, as in personal development and in really helping your people, you could probably end up getting investors and buying out certain companies that you're like the, I guess they're, that's like a sister company underneath your umbrella, we're really expanding, and that might be a huge area of opportunity. Not where you have to do all the small things, but you probably already have thought of this. I can't stop yeah. my mind. Just my no, mind. I
1: love, I love that you go there. So, yeah, we to us Everclean is a human resources company that just happens oh, to wash it. cars.
0: Love it. But love we wash
1: cars now, and but our our genius is not in the, the car washing uh, segment. It, it to us it can be applied anywhere. Love it, and um, and we have we have hopes to to bring that there as well.
0: You can do it in so many different things. You can do it dry cleaning. You can do it anything yeah. we're cleaning. This is yeah. amazing.
1: Yeah, absolutely I amazing. Mean, yeah. Our guys, we have very few people who work here who are actually specifically interested in car washing. Mm-hmm. They love the company, right? They love what we do. I mean, car washing—that's how, how you're changing the game.
0: Race. That's how you're yeah. changing the game. You're yeah. you're you're—they're not just a, trying to wash cars, right? They're learning how to transform themselves into something special. You, you at the very beginning of this, you mentioned identifying their talent, and sometimes they're not able to can can see what their what their true potential you know is. Yeah. You're pulling. That's where the best mentors and it comes from your upbringing as well, and people being around you, being on a tutelage. You don't you when you look at an opportunity or you look at some an individual, you don't look at them and where they currently are. I don't either. I look them on who they could be one day. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And, and I think when people think about careers, a lot of times there's too much focus on the industry.
0: Yeah. And mm-hmm. they
1: decide where to go based on industry. I, I actually think the minority of, of people are, um, uh, are really have an obsession or a passion with one specific industry. I think most people are pretty open to working mm-hmm. at the right place in the right type of role. And that could be, uh, yeah. the most of our guys.
0: I love it. I love that. Um, first and foremost, I want to say thank you again for coming on the show. I, by, beyond beyond me on a lot of different areas of opportunity, before I even thought about, hey, he would be a phenomenal guest, but I hope the listeners really caught on to the method behind Thomas's madness. <laughs> because it's, you know, it there's always... <laughs> but I love that because there's not a lot of, um, I guess you would say entrepreneurs that do have that personal touch to them and being adaptable to change and making the proper adjustments. They just say they are and their staff doesn't really reflect the result. So yeah. I love it. Well,
1: well, thank you, Chris. And and it, and it uh, it, I probably should say at the same time that there are things that are super messy about that um, and striving for a social mission and being so relational in what we do. Um, but to me, it's worth it. It's, it's worth that challenge. If I'm going to labor and toil in something, I want it to be something I, um, one of the challenges I give to the guys uh, is when you can integrate who you are with what you do towards something you believe in alongside the people you love, you'll probably find some happiness there. Mm. Wow. That's, that's what we're doing
0: you should put that on a t-shirt if you haven't done it. That's powerful. (laughs) That's powerful because I feel that. I mean, you have to think you have to be aligned to those values, those core values to understand what that truly means. And you will find happiness if you're going about your aided day-to-day operations or just living your life, you know, as an, as in a whole and trying to put all those pieces of a puzzle together. Great advice, man. I appreciate coming on again. Um, Thank you
1: so much, Chris.
0: You're welcome. You're welcome. And, God bless you, your family, um, your wife, um, and especially what you've been through. And, and I know that we'll always be in contact just from brief conversations that we've had, but not just, okay, yeah, mine have not been that great or that long, like as in, we've known each other for years, but I know this, this relationship, I'm looking forward to build on this relationship for a lifetime, man. You're a great person.
1: Likewise, Chris, really, really looking forward to what's ahead.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Guys, y'all be well, be safe, be you. Hope you enjoyed today's phenomenal information like info dump pretty much on customer service so many areas of opportunity for you guys to like really take something and bottle it up and catch lightning in a bottle but other than that guys y'all be well be safe be you peace out y'all take care thank you again thomas
1: thank you chris